You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back. This is Becky Old Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, and Mark Zinno with you this morning. And it's Futures Day on the show, so we've got to talk about, and let's just circle back, because we were just talking about Debo Samuel and finding some value. You know, would Brock Purdy win the MVP if the Niners won the Super Bowl? Or maybe, you know, he's not the one to win it and there could be value somewhere else. So at 200 to one, Debo Samuel was a look. And now, Joe, it's down to 25 to one. I like to call you the king of futures because you always find the value in these futures. So where do you want to take us today in the MVP Super Bowl market? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. That was just a stupid number. Uh, the way receivers have been become a big part of the, the Super Bowl MVP. Way back in the day, it was, well, it's tough for receivers to get it because you it's going to it's got to go through the quarterback. So they're going to get credit too. So the quarterback was always going to win it. But, you know, lately I believe two of the last four have been receivers. That's not the case. When Edelman won it, you know, Brady was a quarterback, but Edelman still got the award. And of course, last year, Cooper Cup ends up winning the uh, Super Bowl MVP. So that's, that's where I've been focused. Just like if we branch out positions, um, I have a tough time, especially offense. And we're coming off a wild card weekend where five of the six overs, you know, depending on the number that you got, maybe all six hit for some people. I don't see a defensive player. Like I, I think we can cross off. I know some of the pass rushers and some of the higher profile players in the secondary get some looks for long shots for MVP. Mark, where are you at on this? I'm just, I, I'm kind of at the point where I think it's a waste of money. I understand why people get tempted, but I, but I'm not in on that. Not with the offense that we see nowadays. There's only one defensive player you can actually put money on to win the MVP, just simply because he is the most dynamic player on the football field on the defensive side for anybody. That's Micah Parsons. As a Giants fan, I, I literally would put Micah Parsons in the same category as Lawrence Taylor. Lines up all over the mm -hmm. field, does everything. I mean, he is a, a Swiss Army knife defensively, uh, and he's just simply the best defensive player on the football field any game that he plays. So he's the only guy you could actually wager on if you wanted to go down that road. But you're talking about a Super Bowl that stays under the total uh, and is completely dominated by defense on one side of the ball. But if I'm not going to go quarterback, guys, you got to go Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you, based off of what you saw yep. in the game against Seattle, the way he's a dual threat in running and in passing – uh, he's the only guy. I mean, I'm seeing, you know, 14 to one out there is, is where he is compared to everybody else who, you know, all the quarterbacks are eight to one or, or, or lower. I, I think that's probably the best way to go uh, for, for the best, you know, uh, non quarterback. I mean, could you take a flyer on a Travis Kelsey who's getting huge numbers? Sure. Because he's got a 10 catch 150 yard gain in him any, any time he goes out there. Right. But the problem mm -hmm. is now the one thing that has changed about the chiefs guys, I mean, I know they didn't fall off without Tyree kill, but guess what? They're now able to double Travis Kelsey a heck of a lot more. So you don't see those nine, 10 catch games because people have been worried about Travis Kelsey so much or been worried about Tyree Kill so much that Travis Kelsey now 
uh, lost some of the uh, being the benefactor of the ball going in different directions. So, uh, but I, I think it's either McCaffrey or somebody like Kelsey that that I would put my eye on. That's a non-quarterback. I was concerned that some of the numbers that I was looking at last week, even though teams didn't play, fewer teams involved, that they would just shorten numbers because that that's just something that happens. I'm not really seeing that. So it, let's say you think the Eagles can come out of the NFC and you're not looking at all these uh, popular names on San Francisco. Uh, the Devontae Smith number right now is the best that I've seen. It was better than what we had last week. A.J. Brown number is better than what we saw. Right now, BetMGM, A.J. Brown is 50-1. to 1. Devontae, he's the volume guy. The volume guys have been winning this award. If a receiver is going to do it, he's, been, he's 80 to 1 right now. I find that pretty interesting that receivers on the Eagles are in the same range as the best defensive player on the Niners, like Nick Bosa, 66 to 1. So, yeah, Joe, again, is I, this, like, historically speaking, something you bet you jump in now, or is there still value, like, if you wait till the semifinal round to do Super Bowl MVP? I mean, if you – I would only do it if if you have a strong opinion on that there's one team that's going to represent the conference. If you do, it should be fairly obvious who the the, the candidates are. And, and the value is there right now. Um, so – that that's how I would look at it. Brock Brock Purdy's the fourth favorite at plus seven fifty. That's how much is interesting. Jason Scott mentioned he said we've received more money on the Niners to win the Super Bowl in the last week than all of the other teams combined. That tells you yeah. that tells you everything. Wow. I mean, here's here's the one way I would I would attack this, Aaron. It's very simple. You know, I, I would look at the non San Francisco, non KC. Um, which are two, the two most likely teams to get there, at least at least from a, from a betting standpoint. But if you give me a Jalen Hurts at plus 650, 700, whatever he is, or a Joe Burrow at 8-1, to one, those are the, the, where I'd put my money right now. Just take the longest odds on the quarterback who's most likely to win it because once they, those are the odds that will drop the fastest. Right, the quarterback odds will drop the fastest as teams get. It. So if Buffalo gets past this week, Joe Burrow Super Bowl odds or Super Bowl MVP odds would probably be cut in almost in half. I would assume he'd probably be closer to four to one or three and a half to one by next week if he gets through this round. Would you take a flyer on Trevor Lawrence at forty to one? No, mm, not to have all of this. <laughs> He's not winning the Super Bowl, yeah. so no, I wouldn't. No. He's not making the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Diggs, Kelsey, same range, 30 for Diggs, Kelsey, 35. One of those teams probably going to be in the Super Bowl. Any interest in anyone? Again, I, I think Kelsey is interesting wow. just because he's Mahomes' favorite target, and, and he does have a game in him where he's going to get nine catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it's just yeah. – it's always on the table. You know, Diggs has been weird. Like, he's had a couple of dry spells this year. He had a big game against Miami, obviously, early. I mean, the squeaky wheels started getting the grease. Towards, of course, towards, towards the end of the season, you heard Diggs whining. He wasn't getting the ball enough. So, uh, I, I would assume that they'll go back to him a lot. But, you know, that's the one weapon you can't let beat you, right? I mean, if, if you are defending the Buffalo Bills, Isaiah McKenzie wants to make a play, you live with it. Gabe Davis wants to make a play, you're going to have to live with it. If you let, if you let mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs beat you, You've done a bad job at coaching and preparing a team for a very important game. I mean, that's that's as simply as it goes. So, I would be a little bit more weary of Diggs than uh, than I would Kelsey. 
Yeah, the Gabe, uh, the Gabe Davis one is just screaming at me. I, I was waiting for him to pop all year. He had one 100-yard game. Then he comes out first playoff game, goes for 113 and a touchdown, 101. I don't know. But, but that one is – I just mentioned that there's a better chance of a receiver getting it nowadays, and I, I believe that. But I also believe that if the Bills win the Super Bowl – I mean, the public crowned Josh Allen the MVP before the season happened. It's going to be tough for uh, voters not to write down Josh Allen if the Bills end up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so for those listening, you've got Mahomes at plus 325, Allen 4-1, to one, Hertz at plus 650, Purdy plus 750, Burrow plus 850, and then Dak 14-1, to one, Christian McCaffrey 18-1. to one. I don't think there's anything that really interests me past that. I, I just don't think I'll have a bet, you know, in anything that's longer than those ones there. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, I, at this point, for me to put money down, I'm just, I'm just looking at some long shots. And then, you know, some of the shorter numbers I'll take a look at down the road. But that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm look, looking for the bomb, and that's where the, the real value is right now for me. Yeah, and again, I, What about I any that... other future? Sorry, go I'm ahead, Mark. Sorry. No, I just, Debo would be the <laughs> other guy that I'd really look at. I mean, I'm, because of the no. way he's used, right? I mean, it, it's one of those things where – Debo can break a big play that changes a game. So can Christian McCaffrey. Those are the things that stand out in the minds of voters when it comes to it. We, we think so much in the aggregate, right, of, of oh, it's got to be 125 yards receiving and a touchdown. Sometimes it's simply about making that one play that changes the course of the game that sticks out, and, and that does a chunk of the work as far as your aggregate total for the entire game. Debo could break off an 85-yard run, have five catches for 65 yards and a touchdown, and all of a sudden he's the MVP, and nothing looks all that special when you look at the box score, but just know what he did for the entire game. We talked about some of the playoff leaders that you could bet on that. Um, right now, most passing yards, we have Josh Allen at 352, followed by Tom Brady, which does not matter, and then Brock Purdy, 332, and Dak at 305. Um Anything there? I'm trying to find the. Can I ask you guys a question for that? In reference to Brock Purdy, like, at what point in time do we start fading him when he's starting to play legitimate teams for the next three weeks? I mean, I mean, I mean, are we just going to continue to assume that he's going? Look at the schedule he played down the stretch. I tell. I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, listen. Go, this is what he was the beneficiary of. Okay, from the Dolphins game on. All right, there was turnovers they got against. The, I'm sorry, four turnovers against the Dolphins. They got one against the two against the Buccaneers, one against Seattle, two against the Commanders, two against the Raiders, four against the Cardinals. That's how they scored 30 points every single week off of getting all these extra turnovers. Like at some point, you're looking at a bad defense with the Cardinals, a bad defense with the Raiders, a bad defense with the Seahawks, a bad like you're not playing bad defenses going forward here. So right. isn't it we start? fading Brock Purdy a little bit and taking some of the unders on his props. Yeah, but I'm sick of saying it because I'm waiting on it to happen and it's not happening. Well, <laughs> that's that's the problem. I know. I know. I'm I'm with you. And then I saw that about a month before the regular season even wrapped. I was like, look at this schedule. 
and then he's going to face a terrible defense, whether it was Seattle, which it was, or Detroit. It was going to be a terrible defense in that game, and what happened? He, he calmed down after that first quarter, and he ended up lighting it up. It's the story of the game because everything around him is perfect. Now, this, this is the possible test. This is it. But again, as always, as we've been uh, addressing throughout the show, which Cowboys team is going to show up? Is it going to be the good defense? He's going to see some looks that he has not seen all, all year long. So that's what's fascinating. That's what, maybe why this is down, down to three and a half. It seems like some sharper uh, betters are lining up on the side that, okay, this is, this is the time. This is a time that he's going to be tested. And, yes, he trailed in that game against Seattle, but also it was against one of the worst defenses in the league. And there was a turnover that completely flipped that game. So, yeah, there, there are people that are with you, Mark, and they are banking that this is the time. I, I have a feeling Brock Purdy is going to get up off the, de- off the deck in the game and look at number 11 and go, dude, I didn't face any guys like that in the Big 12. Uh, oh, not, no. not many guys came after me in, in Ames, Iowa like that. So, uh, yeah, I, again, I just yeah. – <laughs> know, I know that the metrics and the numbers on the macro look good, but there was a stretch there for a quarter and a half in that. Maybe it was just nerves game where he looked awful. He was missing guys wide open and everything else, and, you know, it took him a little to calm down. He hasn't faced a pass rush yet either. And I think if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I am throwing everything at him early on and forcing him to beat me. Yep. Yeah, you would think eventually. I mean, we've talked about it. When is he going to turn into a pumpkin? But I don't know. I mean, every week we say it and every week he does not. But it seems like this should be the week, doesn't it? You got me. I mean, I feel like it's not a bad bet at this point in time. So it seems um, Super Bowl odds adjustment. How about that? So the one thing that really has jumped out to me is that the Bengals are still up there. They are fifth in the odds, mm-hmm. eight to one to win the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys are six at eleven to one. We're talking about maybe this is uh, this is the game that challenges Brock Purdy for the first time for real, for real. Um, but I also don't want to overreact going up against a Bucks team, a sub-500 Bucks team that struggled to put up points all year. Should the Cowboys have shorter odds or at least equal odds to the Bengals? Because with all of the issues, with how this is lined up, Cincinnati would have to take down Buffalo and then likely Kansas City and then your NFC team probably San Francisco or Philadelphia. I just think that uh, the Cowboys' uh, numbers should be equal to the Bengals, if not shorter. It just feels kind of crazy to me that uh, Cincinnati's still the fifth favorite at 8-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm with you. I, 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 part of that, I think, is, is because we're an offense and quarterback-driven league that they're going to favor the offense as opposed to, you know, the path that they would have to go through winning – two games now against Buffalo and Kansas City in order to to get to the Super Bowl. And then on top of that, possibly another legitimate defense in San Fran. Um, you know, the, the, the Cowboys at this point in time are less likely to beat San Fran than they are uh, anything else. And so I think that's part of why they sit where they are. I think people are giving, obviously, the Bengals a puncher's chance against against Buffalo, and they know that they, know that they can beat Kansas City. So I, I, that's at least my supposition on – on, uh, on why the line is where it is. Sure. Yeah. I guess you can 
you know, make the argument there is some value still on the Cowboys at BetMGM 11 to 1 um, because the Bengals path is much more difficult. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, Lightning Bets, our favorite plays of the day. You're listening to the BetQL Network.